So good evening everyone, thanks a million for coming out. Um, I'm sure some of you want to be cutting lawns and stuff on the, one of the few fine nights we have, but anyway, thanks a million for coming. Um, Darren has a, a lovely evening planned for us, so he's going to do a little bit of a chat here and then we're going to take a walk around and look at some of the Sackler's Marks or Crow's Feet. For those of you that don't know Darren, he's a uh, history and German teacher in Bursacane Community College. He got in touch with us probably about five years ago now with some information on this and I'd say he probably rused the day that he did get in touch <laughs> because he hasn't been left alone since. He has um, published articles in our journal and this is his third talk. He's done he did one on Zoom and he's done a huge amount of research on the area and he's looking at doing a little bit of work on digitising the graveyard out here as well when he gets when he gets time um so yeah fantastic person to have in our community and involved so thanks a million darren and he'll um take it from there um thanks a million arlene and deborah for inviting me here tonight to talk about crow's feet and thank you all for coming um not sure how much this gentleman just said he only found out about crow's feet this morning so uh, I'm not sure how many of the rest of you know anything about them, but we'll try and explain as much as we can. And uh, won't keep you too long here for the presentation, and then we'll take a short walk around town and see if we can come back through. Can everyone hear? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they, uh, they're few and far between now. Um, as we just mentioned, there have been a few over the years that have disappeared because of uh, you know, demolition works. Uh, some are just overgrown, some have just gone because they weathered away. Um, roads and gaps and fields being widened and stuff like that. Um, so they are disappearing very quickly. And as it's heritage week, I suppose this is the perfect time to uh, make people aware of it. Uh, the fact that they are around, a lot of people will probably walk past them or drive past them every day and not realise that they're there. And um, I suppose making people aware of them is the key to preserving them in the future because they are part of our um, architecture and uh, cultural heritage and in the, in the history of map making and stuff which is very important in Ireland, uh, they're a huge part of that. So uh, what are they first of all? Uh, this is what they look like, they're sometimes called uh, sappers marks, crow's feet, the crow's feet name obviously comes from the three little uh, claws at the end that you can see there. Uh, sappers marks they were also called because originally the Ordnance Survey uh, was won by the army, the British army who, um, who surveyed the country originally and uh, the engineers or the sappers would have been the guys who did uh, this kind of work and put the crow's mark uh, on the walls. Uh, with two fairly common types, the one on the left here is called the public benchmark and that's by far the most uh, prominent one. Uh, so we'll see a couple of those today. Uh, so you've got your mark, but the horizontal line on the top is the actual uh, mark itself and then underneath you've got the, the crow's foot or, or the arrow which uh, distinguishes it or points out where it is. You can uh, have other types as well. This one is, is on a horizontal surface, so it's on uh, on the ground, let's say, as opposed to the other ones which are on a vertical stone wall. Uh, and we'll see both of these types today. Um, something I only found out recently, I thought that the arrow it is to point out where the mark is and to distinguish it from other random marks, but there's another reason as well why the arrow is used and it is because that arrow uh, is the symbol or was the symbol of government property. So you can see it on other things, if you remember old prison uniforms, um, that mark also appeared on those as well. So um, that, that crow's mark is uh, actually a symbol of government property, as well as pointing out where the mark is. Um, so, where are they found? Stone structures, more or less, okay? You don't find them in timber, you don't find them in metal. They were put into stone because of their uh, permanence. Yeah, they had to be permanent structures. And uh, the sappers, or the levellers, or whoever were marking them, they wanted uh, buildings that would be around for a long time that had a, a sense of permanency about them. So things like churches, government buildings, bridges, uh, gateposts to big estates, you often see them on there, uh, piers and harbours, so things that they believed would be around for a long time uh, and that they could use again and again in the future when they wanted to go levelling uh, certain areas, that the marks would always be there for them. Okay? As I mentioned earlier on, that hasn't turned out to be the case because they've lost their importance in recent years. But we'll talk a bit more about that later on. Okay? Um, now, what they were used for is basically... Hello? Uh -huh. You're okay? Um, they give us a 
mark a horse sea level. So they tell us the height of a certain feature or a building in the landscape above sea level. Um, when the country was first mapped in um, 1832, sorry, I'm talk about 1823, the Ordnance Survey, uh, 1824, okay, my date's right, actually. 1824, the Ordnance Survey Office was set up, so next year will actually be the, the uh, 200th anniversary of setting up the Ordnance Survey. And uh, Ireland was the first country to be mapped at such a detailed scale uh, in the 1830s and 1840s. Anybody know why the British wanted to map Ireland in such detail? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else have any idea? Defensive purposes, maybe. Uh, mostly it was to value the land basically because they wanted to tax it, yeah. Uh, it was to, to raise taxes and um, they put a huge amount of effort into this. This job obviously took years and cost a fortune, but the end game was to value the land uh, basically. So um, it wasn't done just for the fun of the thing, they were basically trying to get money out of the country, yeah. Uh, so Ireland is the first, and we still have these six inch uh, maps to find them line. I'll show you later on how to find those, but uh, Ireland is the first country to be mapped at such a detailed scale. Once they had mapped it uh, the first time around, they then made an even more detailed map, which is a 25 inch map, which we'll talk about in a second. But after mapping it, they also wanted to level it. And level it means finding the heights uh, above sea level or the elevation of various buildings and features around the country. Uh, in comparison to what they call the zero point. So the zero point, that's the, the datum or datum point, uh, was set at Pool Bay Lighthouse, which is way out of Dublin Bay, if any of you know it, it's still there to this day. And uh, in 1837, on the 8th of April, at low tide, that was the mark they took as sea level. So everything in the country is measured from that zero point. Once you have your zero point, everything else can be measured um, ultimately going back to that point. Yeah. Uh, that data point was fixed uh, at Pool Bay until 1958. It was changed. Anybody know where the data point is now? Where sea level is calculated from? No? No? It's in Malahead and Donegal. So they take the mean sea level, so the difference between high tide and low tide. Um, that's the sea level. So if you have a GPS or a satellite or whatever on your watch, the information that you get from the satellite will be taken from, from that point. Okay? And that's why sometimes you see a discrepancy. The elevations on the old maps and what they are nowadays, there's a discrepancy there of um, not much, uh, but a few feet because the data point uh, is different nowadays. Okay? Uh, now, who made these marks? We spoke already about the sappers. Originally, it was the army who did this job. Um, later on, the uh, Ordnance Survey was taken over by civilians and uh, guys called levelers who make uh, the benchmarks. So I found this nice description of a leveler, a guy called Ian Sherry with a dog, and he said, I was a leveler. I cut benchmarks, I gave them a value which was a height above sea level. To cut a mark, I took the leveling bracket, uh, placed it against the stone, positioned it with the plate bubble, and then after a further small spirit level adjustments, I marked the three inch line and started to cut it. First, lightly tracking the stone with a newly sharpened and tempered chisel. I then carefully deepened the crevice, uh, occasionally checking that the metal flange of the level bracket fitted snugly within the cut. Then, satisfied it was level and true, the ornamental legs of the distinctive crow's foot could be marked and their indenting begin. So, first of all, they measure uh, the line you saw in the picture there uh, a second ago, and then uh, the little crow's feet to, to mark where the level is. Okay. So, that's a nice description of it, and uh, you can see that it you know, there's a craft in this, there's an art in it. Uh, nowadays, that's all gone. Uh, but these marks were being made right up to the 1980s, sometimes even early 90s. So there are probably still guys knocking around that did this job, yeah? This article was from uh, the Dundalk Democrat newspaper in, I can't remember the exact date, but it was in the 21st century sometimes. So um, there's a possibility that some of the guys who did this work are, are still around, yeah? Uh, now, they're the guys who made them. How do they actually work? So, this is the science bit, okay? Uh, now, I'm not 100% sure of myself, but a very simplistic explanation about how all of this works. Uh, so bear with me for a second. If you want to find the point between, let's say, uh, point zero, and we want to find the point up here, how high is that above the second point? So you need two leveling staffs, or measuring staffs, 
uh, B stands for uh, back, um, and F stands for forward, basically. Yeah? Um, backside and foresight. So uh, you take the difference between the two, so if you assume that these are 10 centimeter marks, we go up, there's eight of those there, and on the, uh, the right hand side we have about three. So you take B, when it's F, that gives you five. Yeah? So if you think this is point zero or zero or whatever you want it to be, this would be plus five centimeters above. So that's basically how you do it. You go along uh, in your direction of travel, and you uh, mark the benchmarks off other benchmarks in the area that you already know the height of. Yeah? Does that make sense? Did I explain that very well? No? Okay, so that's basically how it works in a very simplistic way. Now, if you remember that the description that I just gave you about the guy with the levy bench and so on, when I was researching this, I, I could never get my head around how they actually measured from the mark. Did they just hold the measuring staff up against it or what way did it work? So, uh, very little online about it, couldn't find any photographs or any video descriptions of how it was done. So I emailed the Ireland Survey Office and they very kindly got back to me with some lovely pictures. And what they used was this thing here, it's called an angle iron, okay? Uh, so a little brass uh, or metal device. This top part here, which is the flange of the dimension there in the piece, uh, fits into the little cut at the top there. And at the bottom you've got a little bolt then to, um, to level it basically. You can see a tiny little spirit level on top of it there. And once it's leveled, you then put the measuring staff on top of it. Okay? Um, so they had to be very, very accurate obviously. Okay? So you had to have it exactly level. If it wasn't level, even if it was out by a couple of millimetres, then the next reading would be out by a couple of millimetres and so on down along the line. And by the time you get to from Dublin to Clare, it could be out by a foot or two. So, it was very important that it had to be uh, that it had to be accurate, and the reason that this, this leveling was done um, was mostly for construction purposes. Okay, so for building railways, roads, canals, uh, bridges, all of those things, you needed proper um, leveling information to do that. Okay, so that was one of the main reasons why they wanted to level it and why it had to be so accurate. Okay, so there are uh, really nice pictures there. These are this uh, staff is graduated in centimeters. So you've got ten centimeters there, a point one of a meter. Um, and that would be uh, measured off the next benchmark. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah? Okay. Now, how do we find them? So you were asking me this earlier on. Uh, what I sometimes do when I'm walking over town, drive my wife absolutely crazy, is look at the walls, basically. Yeah? Anything that looks old, uh, old bridges and churches, as I said earlier on, uh, you'll, you'll often find benchmarks on them. Listed buildings often have them. I was down in Ballyferber with my sister and the kids a couple of weeks ago, and we were eating uh, in a pub across the way from this little church. And I was looking, while I was eating, looking over across the way, going, there's definitely a benchmark on that church. Definitely. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get out and find it. And I sent the kids off looking for it, and we did find them. So you kind of, after a while, you get to know where a good spot uh, for looking for benchmarks are um, if you want to just do it randomly while you're walking around town. Um, if you want to be more methodical about it, you can look up the maps online. If you just Google um, GIS <coughs> historical maps, the uh, Ordnance Survey of Ireland had an old database of maps there. They've got that old six-inch map that I mentioned earlier on. That doesn't have the benchmarks on it, but the 25-inch map, which is a newer one, when I say newer, we're talking late 1800s, uh, early 1900s, that has um, the benchmarks marked on uh, the, the BN beside it, the crow's foot symbol, and the height and feet beside it. So I'll show you an example. Uh, this is the pier head uh, at the top of the canal. Unfortunately, this benchmark is also lost. I can't find it. I've been down there numerous times looking from all angles uh, and I can't see it anywhere. But it gives you an example of how they appear on the map. So you've got your little crow's foot there and uh, you've got BM the benchmark and it's 114.7 feet above that data point that we mentioned earlier on in the cool bike. Um, so I'm going to show you couple from around here. Can anybody spot any of the others? There are three in that map. Anybody Would the courthouse have one? Sorry? Would the courthouse have one? No, <coughs> and I'm surprised at that because uh, it is the type of building that you would imagine would have one. Yeah. This is pretty old, the place. Yeah. I think it's because there's one on the church and it's so close that there's probably yeah. no point having a second one uh, right beside it. That's probably the reason. But it is, that is the type of what building that you would find there. 
Thank you. Uh, so we've got one here on Killaloo Bridge. As you can see the mark there, uh, BM127.5. Again, I've been able to locate that. I'll show you on the way over where I think it might be, and if any of you have eagle eyes, you might be able to spot it. But um, again, I've been looking for years and can't find it. Uh, we've got one down here beside the library. You can see the little mark there. Uh, BM116.6. And this is the one on Deborah's house there, which you think is the crow's mark. Uh, I think it's on the jostle stone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll have a look at that on the way up as well. Mm. You can decide yourself whether you think it is one or not. Uh, BM 142.9. So that's how you how you find them. If you're going to a town or, or city that like they're easier to find in, in cities or towns because there are more of them. Uh, there are more older buildings, I suppose, and many of those buildings are listed. That means that they're protected, yeah. Uh, so they've lasted a long time. Uh, it's useful, and you can just get the map up on your phone if you're wandering around, and if you're bored and you want better to do, it's a nice way to pass an hour. Yeah? Uh, so that's how they appear on the maps. Uh, as I said, unfortunately, many of them are, are not with us uh, anymore, so that they are few and far between. So they have become obsolete uh, because of the use of satellites. Nowadays, the, the Ordnance Survey just use satellites. They can just ping a signal down to work, and they get the elevation back straight away into the computer. So all of that craft and art of, of benchmarking is gone, um, and that's one of the reasons why people don't uh, realise what they are and uh, you know have no regard for it really in some cases. Uh, there are some plenty around, as we said, especially in the bigger towns and cities, um, but many are disappearing due to things that we mentioned already. So you've got demolition, you've got widening of roads, you've got uh, construction, you've got weathering. Sometimes they will not. You know, put into proper stone uh, or stone that will weather very easily or erode very easily, and they have just worn away. Sometimes they're buried under hedgerows. You, you know, there's some of them in rural areas that were on old rocks or stones, but the, the hedgerows have, have grown over them so much that you can't possibly find them. Yeah? Uh, of around 12 that were marked on the 25 inch map in Killaloo and Ballinat, there's only four that I've been able to find um, that are still around, so we're going to have a look at those, um, those four today. Um, there are some on the outskirts of town, some really nice ones, uh, but they're, they're a little bit too far for us to walk today, but you can have a look at them yourselves if, you, uh, if you're interested. This one is um, on the gate of Bally Valley House, just uh, what was it, a kilometre and a half maybe on the yeah. or so. Yeah. Building works going on there at the minute though, there's trucks passing and stuff like that, so it's not um, an ideal time to go look at it, but there's a really nice one down, uh, on the pillar there, on the left-hand pillar of the main gate going into Bally Valley. Uh, this one is at the top of Hill Road, uh, right at the very top. It's, it's a tricky enough one to find. It's on an old rock there, kind of underneath the hedgerow. And um, I had to scrape it out to get the picture because sometimes they get covered in moss and stuff like that, and the slime grows open. So you have to really uh, look out for it. Uh, but that's a nice one as well. And this is a lovely one as well, which is on the, the wall in Garen Boy Church. If anyone looks up around Garen Boy area, you may have walked past it or past it. Um, a few times. So I won't tell you exactly where they are, so you can go <laughs> find them yourselves and have a little adventure with them. Yeah. So there are three nice ones, as I said, beyond the scope of our walk today, but um, they are out there if you ever want to go and have a look. Uh, okay. Now, you might sometimes see these uh, little survey marks. This is on the path uh, on the way out towards Valley Valley, just past uh, the entrance to Kinkora Harbour, um, on the path there. These are newer survey marks and they don't belong to the Ordnance Survey uh, of Ireland. They're private contractors basically use them. I think these were put in when they were surveying for the new bridge and the road that's going up around the town there. I think that's when they were put into the path. So if you stumble across them, that's what they look like. And obviously they're nowhere near as, uh, as artistic looking or as uh, pleasing on the eye as the older type ones. Yeah? So if you do come across them, that's what they're for, but uh, they're not kind of the older type of benchmark. Um, so that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, in terms of explanation, anybody got any questions or anything that I didn't just that well that I didn't clarify with Terry? How it works is you have zero, right? Yeah. And then there's one of those close to the zero. Yes. 
and then the next one is reference to that one, exactly. to that one, to all that one, all the way. So yeah. we've 300 miles, 200 miles yeah. of... Absolutely. And that's why I was saying earlier that it had to be so accurate, accurate. because, yeah. you know, you, if you have a, uh, a miscalculation in there somewhere and that transfers down along the line, then you're going to be way out by the time you get to um, wherever you're going, yeah. How long did the initial first phase take? So the first levelling was done between um, 1839 and 1843. Um, and then, see, so one of the ones I'm going to show you is, is from that original levelling. Um, there were later ones then, and as buildings become demolished and you know moved, then new ones will be made in a, in a similar area or something like that. So it's not always easy to tell the age of them, but any of the ones that are on this 25-inch map, so this map was um, surveyed in 1893, so anything that's on this map, which are all the ones we're going to see today, are from at least 1893. Mm. Uh, and one is from the very first level back in um, 1843. And how so do you know that? How do you know it's an early one? It, uh, so there's a, a website, benchmarks.org.uk, okay. um, and they have old maps where they have the they actually have the old book, which mm -hmm. gave a description of where all of the, uh, the first yeah. levelling marks were, were that's put. Good. So that's the one at the library. Oh, I was just gonna say, and is that, that yeah. is that why it has the copper rivet then? Or uh, is it? Well, the copper rivet was put on horizontal surfaces. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right. the rivet is the actual mark. Oh, okay. Um, but the reason you would have it on a horizontal surface mm. is because it's beside the water. Oh. And obviously you can't mark something yes. on a wall that's yes. you know, yeah. leading into the water, so oh. they're put on horizontal surfaces beside water oh. on piers or harbours. Oh, okay. That's yeah. great that survived then, isn't it? Unbelievable, yeah. yeah, it's 180 years old. So, Gosh, yeah. that's lovely to know. Uh, it's a little bit out of the way, which probably helped in its protection. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But when you think when the lock house was demolished and yeah. everything, you know, You'd it could have gone then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's super. Uh, <laughs> about five years ago, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure how I stumbled across it originally, but um, yeah, it's a great hobby. Darren also likes graveyards. Yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, and bats, probably. Well, I think they're just so beautiful to look at. I think they're really, you know, when they're, when they're like some of them are rougher than others, you know, it, that depended on the craftsman who was doing them. Uh, some were obviously more careful than oh, others. And it also depended on the stone that they were working with. So the one on the road there is pretty rough stone, so it's hard to get it right. If you've got a nice flat, like granite stone or whatever, then you're going to get a nice mark on it. But they're lovely to look at. No. Uh, we were talking about that earlier on, maybe having the, the one on the Jossel Stone and see if we can... But now when it. you say used on a permanent structure, a Jossel Stone wouldn't be a very permanent yeah, structure, would it? Yeah, that's I think it is. So maybe it's on the house. let yeah. the public decide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's one there on um, the fountain in St. John's Square. Yes. And that is, do you think someone has actually inked that in or something? Because it's actually very oh, really? black. Oh. Now I don't know, maybe it's just when they cleaned the stone it kind of stood out a bit maybe. more. I don't know if anyone has seen that, the one on the, it's really, really prominent on the, you know, the, 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 the fountain in the square. Yes, yeah. there's a woman called Sharon Slater has a lovely mm -hmm. website yeah. called Limerick's Life. And she has uh, documented all of the ones in Limerick, the one in the prison is there. Uh, but they're all over the bridges and old buildings and she's got photographs of them all and uh, the location of where you can find them. So that's really nice to go around and, and um, track all those down. Um, so yeah, the, the, the problem is that they're disappearing so fast. Yeah, there would be in Britain, yes, the uh, same as these. They would have been done, um, obviously, by the same service at the time. Uh, ones I've seen in, in the States, in Australia, for example, are more like the, the circular ones that I showed you there, just uh, references to the, the ground. They don't really have these benchmark Darren, do you think there's a way of protecting them? Well, there, there are people called, they're not listed, but some of them are on listed buildings, yes. which means they're pretty safe. Yeah. But the ones that aren't on listed buildings are definitely in danger. Uh -huh. And yeah. uh, there are a lot of people calling. Now, next year is, as we said, the 200th anniversary yeah. of the establishment of the OS. 
uh, a lot of people are calling for them to be uh, given legal Protected. protection. Yeah, good. Um, now you can understand, you know, people want to develop their houses and build mm. walls or whatever. Um, so sometimes maybe it's just better to make people aware of it and if they disappear, uh, they go, they go. Yeah, but if, if you you know if, if people realise what they were, then mm. they can reincorporate it into the new wall or whatever. Yeah. Um, and look after it that way. That's what Anya said. Um, Maybe that one at uh, near the tennis court yeah. was rebuilt into the cottage. That's what I thought. I walked around the far yeah. side of the wall and had a look there as well. But it, it that wall, there. Joe Connolly's father uh, would have used that stone. I remember him using the stone on the, the first cottage. Yeah. So the old day. stone was still. Yeah. 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 I'll so go back okay. and have another look. But yeah. I live, I live right up beside it, so um, yes, I've walked past it a hundred times and it drives me crazy. Poor <laughs> Derek, I'll find it. Well, you get an obsession, it's, uh, it's hard to show them. So, will we go for a walk or you want to mention? Sorry, Deborah just wants to mention. Sorry, guys. I just want to mention our next talk. Sorry, there was just one more question here. So, the Ordnance Survey are putting lots and lots of little plants on mountains and stuff. Which basically, I assume, is the same idea, is it just to get a level point on the map? Yeah, so they, they were trig points. Trig points. So they for, were more for triangulating the country. So they have a trig point from two of them yeah. here, and you have it on two of them. Then you, you know, it's all mathematics, but you jump it. If you can tell the distance between this trig point and that trig point, then you can work out the area of the land in between. So they triangulated the whole country originally. That was the first part of the mapping process. Uh, once they triangulated the whole country, they could tell how, how large it was. Uh, what we're talking about is the, the levelling of it. You know, kind of in, in another dimension, as well, the third dimension of, of heights. Of the most exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, we have. Uh, thank you, Darren. No problem. Good, but we thank you properly when we get back here for walk. Um, this is our September talk. It's going to be given by Dr. David Fleming, who's recently published a book about, um, sorry, about Edward Sexton Perry, who was the, the main man involved in the Limerick to Killaloo Canal. So it's a very interesting book. And it was Luke here from Scarrick Bay who instigated David coming to speak with us. So he's quite a, a catch as regards speakers. So we're very sorry, Darren. So we will be talking just on Arlene's birthday. <laughs> for Arlene's birthday. Yeah. Yeah, birthday present. And so here on the 13th of September. Now also I mentioned this at the last talk we're in the process of collecting for the next album for issue two. So if anyone has any old photos of the area going from the 1860s or whatever up to the 1980s where we'd love to see them. We're thinking of covering Howard Bone, the artist who lived out, at, uh, out beside Mike Courtney. Mm -hmm. um, we're Peak Electronics, which is very recent really, I think 1975 to 1990, something like that. So we're looking at some very recent modern history, which is always of interest to people. And the last thing is, thanks to St. Flannan's Cathedral for letting us use the, the building again. And yeah, to this our last, oh no, our next talk is David, yeah. and then we're finished. But um, we have a donation bucket down there on the harmonium. If anyone wants to give a donation, it'll go towards the cathedral's conservation and development costs. We've actually got the department coming to visit on the 30th of this month to inspect what we've done with their historic structures money. They got funding last year. So this is all the tower work, being, the tower being repointed. So we're looking forward to that. We're going to be presenting Everything else is wrong. I'm <laughs> <laughs> saying get out your checkbook, but yeah, more money. It needs an awful lot of money. But it's not once it's it's preserved and conserved, then you know it can serve an awful lot of functions. And we have our new dean is appointed, Dr. Uh, Richard March. March, and he's coming from St. Canice's in Kilkenny. So he'll be installed on the 22nd of October here at St. Flannan's in the afternoon. So that's good news. We'll have someone living in the deanery and a dean with his wife, and I believe their dogs. And then <laughs> yeah. So it should be very nice to have you and have a, a, a leader, such a figurehead of the cathedral here. Because that's it, so we'll lock up and we'll come yeah. back and get this uh, stuff so then. We're going to go uh, across to the library first. Does anybody know where the one in the library is? Mm. is this copper? It's one of the. Um, the horizontal ones that I was telling you about. See there with a little copper rivet. 
uh, and the three little crow's feet. Um, if you remember earlier, I mentioned that it was the horizontal ones were obviously because you've just got water there. You can't put it. You can't put it on the vertical. So um, the one down in Pierhead would have also been one of these uh, horizontal type ones, but again, it's gone missing. Can't find it. Don't know where it is. Mm. Uh, I have a suspicion that the beacon, you know the white beacon down there? Yeah. That that was built on top of it. Oh. Shameful. But, uh, so we need to knock the beacon. Exactly. Uh, if you wake up some morning and the beacon is lying yeah, in the water, we'll don't, don't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, so there, I'll let you go in there and have a look at the other side. Just yeah. over the water. Right design come from? Which design? The beautiful design we're all obsessed with now. Oh, okay, so the, the three crow's feet. Yes. Uh, I mentioned at the start, the, um, first of all it was an arrow to point to, to the mark so that you knew that that's what it was. And not so that was this bit? Yeah, the three feet at the bottom. Oh, right. The three claws hmm, of the crow's foot. Yeah, so you've got two, yeah, yeah. two on each side and one in the in middle. middle yeah. So that's pointing to the line to tell you that that's the benchmark. Uh -huh. yeah. But the uh -huh. other reason was that uh, that arrow is a mark of, or was a mark of um, government property. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So should we there for the start of the presentation? No, we no sadly, uh, I had a dinner party and I, don't know, I shouldn't have uh, got the blueberries out. If you remember old prison uniforms, you used to have that arrow mark on them, no? Did they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, on this side of the um, We always had Brit black British and white stripes. British ones, yeah. Similar idea, but um, little arrow marking government property. So that was another reason. So this is basically a protective structure, it's government property, you don't mess with it. Yeah. Mm. It's the sorry, yeah, here you go. Oh, sorry, excuse me. We're blocking the view there. So this is one of the uh, horizontal ones that we were talking about. Uh, you can see the copper rivet there and you've got your tree. No, that's much more 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 modern. Um, you've got see the three little claws there? Yes, they do. The copper rivet here. So the reason for having them on the horizontal was because you're at the edge of the pier or whatever. Obviously you can't put it on the vertical. So uh, your measuring shaft just sat on top of the top of rivet, and then you measure from the next one, wherever that next one is. There's another one down at pier head, which you said has disappeared. If you look straight down, not sure how good your eyesight is there, but uh, above that, oh, between the bolt and the hedge, you see a white beacon way down there. Uh, there was a benchmark there as well. It's disappeared. I suspect that the beacon has been plonked on top of the chain. But, uh, so you can see that you can actually see in a straight line from there to there. Oh, I think they were very successful. Uh, they bled the country dry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the 25 inches more detailed, it's more accurate, yeah. Yeah, one inch to 25. Um, sure, no, that's a good question. So it's a tighter scale. Yes, much more detailed. Yeah. So if you look at the six inch map and zoom into Killaloo, you see the basic outline of, of buildings and stuff like that, but the 25 inch is much more detailed. You can see much more uh, right down to really, you know, really small buildings and stuff like that. You know. uh, yeah. Okay. Are we all okay, so? Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Just to point out the. Um, there would have been another bench, those of you who came a little bit later, sorry, um, mightn't have heard me, but the other benchmark in line was uh, down at the, the beacon there, that white beacon on the pier head. There's supposed to be one there, again I can't find it, I suspect that they've plonked the beacon on top of it. Um, 
that's the only explanation I can have. Yeah. Years or and, like that. Uh, and did you have to have a line of sight from one to the other? Yeah. So someone asked yeah. that question yeah. earlier on, yeah. and it depends on the topography basically. Okay. So okay. if you want to get the height between here and the top of the hill, you, you're not going to be able to do it in one go because you can't see the top yeah. of the hill. So you have to go up in in, in smaller Stages, steps. Yeah. Whereas if you have a straight line of sight, it's much easier to do. So if you look at the maps, if you see a straight road, flat straight road, you'll see that the benchmarks are very spaced apart because you can literally just look straight down the road and you can have it as far away as you want. Whereas in you know uneven ground, you have to have them more uh, closer together so that you can get to the next point. That that makes but even sense. to that one, they would have had like um, maybe not. Not necessarily no, no. because you've got a straight line of sight yeah. there, so yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, there aren't any between yeah. here and there. So they had a kind of a telescope would go in between the two points. Oh, that's the thing you showed. No, that was oh, the little measure. That was the little leveling staff. Oh, okay. But you've got so you have one measuring staff here yeah. at this point, we'll say one measuring staff down there yeah. and in between you have a telescope which measures the distance there oh, okay. or the height would say yeah. there and yeah. the height here yeah. and you take so that's called the um, the foresight and the yeah. backside you take okay. one from the other and you get the difference between mm -hmm. them yeah. now there's not going to be much difference between these two heights yeah. obviously because yeah. it's pretty level from there to there but, uh, you know that was the idea yeah i mean definitely a foot or two maybe in it yeah Okay, can we move across the bridge? No, they wouldn't tell. No, that's the problem. And I actually have a description of the original map. Uh, Mark is on the battlement of Killaloo Bridge, 8.4 feet above the lower surface of the Keystone, whatever that means. I'm assuming that this is the battlement. Uh, but I've never been able to find anyone ever spots it, the reason? Spotted. Um, Arlene actually spotted this one. Um, Stuck in traffic, one. Yeah, it was overgrown, I think, for a long time. Yeah, they cut all the. Um, and when they cut wow. away the bushes, um, lo and behold. Uh, but you pointed out something which is very relevant, which is anybody notice why it's a little bit not right? It's too high. It's too high. Yeah. So um, we reckon it was. Yeah. We reckon yeah. it was, and this is just goes to show that the person who rebuilt the wall obviously realised the significance yeah. of it and incorporated and kept it into the new wall yeah but it would have been low you had to have seven okay. foot of clearance above the benchmark for the, for the measuring staff oh, yeah. so it would not have been up there originally it would have been down lower uh, but it just goes to show that when people realize that they are and can incorporate them into the walls that can be a nice way of to go yeah. um, i'm and you wouldn't look up for that. Never. No. 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 You always look down, yeah. I don't know what I was doing. Uh, you know, was you know, was it? You told Darren, were you? Oh, she emailed me straight away. And was there a height out of the ground that we're supposed to be? Not necessarily, but you know, the lower the better. You don't want it in an awkward spot. And as I said, you need it the measuring staff to be clear. Uh, 
sorry, I'll let you go, go say on. it again. No, no, no. Possibility that again that it's been plastered over. Yeah. Um, it wasn't me, I didn't plaster it. No, I'd say it was done a long time before. Yeah. You. Or it's under that sign. <laughs> or under that sign, yeah. I wonder who put them up. But um, yeah, so you were saying down here at the bottom, there seems to be some kind of mark in there. But you're, it's too impermanent, you're right. It does it, yeah. Does, yeah. That's what I'd be thinking. Oh, yeah. um, the only other thing is if the jostle stone might have tilted a small bit if it was a bit straighter before it would have been a decent place to put it but mm. if you've got a solid wall beside it yeah, why would there's no reason why you'd put it there you know yeah. um, and this would have been a bakery and it was very it had a kind of a, a role in the town Mind you know yeah. on the main street there guys just as a little aside while we're here um, on the census 1901 sure if you can see it here but um, we have got in in Clare at the time there are 41 people involved in the ordnance survey um, in Clare at the time 11 of those 41 are in Killaloo on the night of the census in 1901 um, they're staying in boarding houses so you can see a few of them here I've highlighted them to give your names obviously there and it says that they're all in the ordnance survey some of them are staying here in uh, Church Street, uh, another few in Bridge Street here. There was an, an Egan, I think, had a, some kind of boarding house there, no? Sound familiar, no? That's the local brothel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Egan, and we've also got Anastasia Whelan on this street here. But anyway, there's, uh, so I, I said to you earlier on that the map that we looked at was uh, surveyed in 1893, but from Pierhead and Tubber, uh, Tubber Murrup mm. northwards, mm. that map was only done and surveyed in 1902. Okay. So yeah, I reckon the guys that are on this here. census were here to survey okay. that Tomorrow part of the map. So yeah. Yeah, going northwards, out towards yeah, yeah. that direction. Um, so that's an, a li an interesting little aside. So, um, you know, there's, there's only 41 ordnance survey guys in Clare, 11 of them are in Killaloo, yeah. and they're all boarding here. None of them live here. So they're, yeah. they're obviously here to do some kind of job. So, um, I can only assume that that's what they were here for. Yeah, it's a lot of man, a lot of man hours, and a lot of men as well. Yeah, um, so it took a while. Okay, march on towards the top. Yeah, yeah, Richard, Robert. So you don't reckon that's what it is? Yeah, that's the part you're. No idea where this is, no? Yep. A lollipop for the first person to find. So I'll give you a clue. It's one of the horrors are the, yeah, uh, sorry, vertical ones that we saw below in Balna. It's on a vertical plane. <coughs> and it's on the walls of the church, exterior wall of the church. Um, um, Likely that that has been moved. That that's the original spot. Do you think there's things on the second? So it's like more modern than that. No, no, this church is what 1850s. 1830s. Yeah. Yeah. Old enough, yeah. Have we found it? Yeah. There's still a few looking on the other side, is it? Oh yes. 
Sometimes they put them on the front wall as well. It depends on. Uh, if they were going out this way. Yeah, it depends on the direction you're looking in. You see, so if you're oh. going down down the hill this way, you don't want your measuring staff pointing that way. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. So on top of that stone, there was a measuring staff. Yeah. So staff if you remember that little device that I showed yeah, you, it's yeah, called yeah. an angle iron. So that mm. the, the um, sticky outfit or the flange fitted into the actual cut, mm. and then you had your um, leveling bolt here inside mm. to level it up. Put your little spirit level on top, Perfect. and then you rest the staff on top of that mm. bench. They call it, that's where the word benchmark comes from. Those little. And were they left there permanently? Those. No, no, those, those things were taken away. That was the tool of the, okay, the lever. He'd bring yeah. that with them from, from place to place. Yeah. Trying to. Well, that, yeah, I, I couldn't visualize done. myself how yeah. the thing actually worked. It was only when I wrote to the uh, ordnance survey people and they me back those pictures otherwise well, I couldn't visualize how the actual thing worked yeah. you know so yeah. so get covered, uh, originally yeah. covering the horizontal yeah um course that that must have been very uh, had to be done very accurately yes yeah if you remember the description that we read yeah. out so that was all and, and the v the v in it would all also have to be fairly well known. yeah you need that to be the same yeah. 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 um now the I have my watch here with the elevation of it. On the map this is what do we say? So on the map it says that it's 195.9 feet above sea level right here. Um, my watch is reading 203 now, if you remember, the datum point has changed. Mm. It's 2.7 meters higher than it would be. So that should be, with the 2.7, if you add it on, it should be 204.7. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. So it's spot on. Wow. If, you bring, if you bring it yeah, down bring to it down. the level. Yeah. 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 Wow. So that, that's how accurate they were, yeah? That's unbelievable. Isn't uh, it? Yeah. Incredible. Like there's, there's such a, a chance of mistakes being made when mm. you're just going from one level to the exactly, next to the yeah. next. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Well, there you go. This is it here, is it? There you go, yeah. Uh, so there's, your, there's your level and there's your little uh, cold feet. <coughs> so I was just explaining there. Um, I have my watch here. So on the map, it says that um, that that spot is 195.9 feet okay. above sea level, right? Now the datum point has changed. If you remember, it's yeah, now measuring the Madden Head, which yeah. is 2.7 meters higher. So if you take that into account, it should be 204.7 feet above sea level. That's from the satellite. Yeah, 204. So it's spot on. That is good, that is good. So that's, uh, that's uh, how accurate they were, yeah? That is good. Okay, so that's three or four. So we're just going to walk back down to the cathedral again with one last one to show you. And then we all over on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone see it in the way? I'm surprised. <laughs> so I'll give you a clue, you've walked over it at least twice today. <laughs> Now I'm not sure. I, I said later on, that the, or earlier on, that the um, the ones in the horizontal were normally beside water. Obviously, this isn't the case here. So I'm not sure why they put it on the horizontal. Um, what they didn't do is put a, so this is a, actually a very rare one, it's called a pivot Sorry. benchmark. You remember the other one over there was a, had a copper rivet in it. Yeah. Uh, this one doesn't have a rivet in it and the reason for that is because it's a sandstone block and there's a danger of cracking the rock if you put a pivot into it. And obviously this was, a, even when the maps were done, this was, building was hundreds of years old, yeah. so obviously they didn't want to do any damage to it. So how this works is a small little hole here and uh, a little ball bearing. Dropped into that hole, the staff has put a couple of ball bearing, and that's where they took the measurement from. Um, so that's the one that actually appears on the poster. Uh, 
No. Oh. They would have put it out again. That would have been one of the tools that they got. Oh, they would have placed it in the yeah. something today. Yeah. Into that little hole there. Yeah. And uh, the staff will talk about it. Yeah. 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 So there we go. That's four or four. Unfortunately, that's all we have in the middle of the town. Uh, as I said, if the one's out in the Valley Valley, it's not as much of a walk as we're going to and have a look. Uh, one up on top of the hill road. Is that really one. the grass and the waterfall is there? Just right on top of the hill road for the crossroads? Mm, no, it's, it's closer this way. Okay. So if you're going up the hill road, yeah. um, there is a house. Oh yeah, the um, grey house in the left. Is it? Or is it yeah, there's a house yeah. at the very top of the hill. Uh, there's an old farmhouse on the left, yeah. Mm, yeah. And as you come down a small bit, down the other side, on the right hand side, there's a house. It's supposed to be around the top of the steps. Yeah. It's a modern house. Yeah. It's an old small house. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's a modern house. It's a modern house. Uh, people think they're weirdos, by the way. So the website, if you go Google, uh, if you just go into Google and search by Geohive, yeah, Geohive historical maps, and it'll take you to the site. And there's, there's a load of satellite maps. And then you've got a six-inch black and white map, six-inch color map. And then the 25 inch map, so it's the 25 inch map is the one we're looking for. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're going to be for like. We can share some of the links there, yeah. can't we? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, there's a map here. Yeah, that's the one, yeah, map viewer. Now, so the green terms of use there, just take the little box there. Okay. And then, if you go through those four little squares, yeah. 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 this is the one we're looking for here. Yeah, okay, perfect. Zoom right in. Uh, so that's it guys, thank you very much for your attention and uh,